Hello everybody, welcome to the World of Brick Films podcast, I am your host, William of IW Studios. Joining me as always is my good friend and co-host, Sean Willis of City Panther. I can't believe it's been two years since we did the Brawl episode at Sanjira. <laughs> yeah, and uh, our special guests today are Lewis Townley of Bricks and Pieces and James Coward. Hello. Hello! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a very rare kind of like, you know, occasion where... The time zone difference between us isn't night and day, because <laughs> usually we're always talking to someone in like in America or you know uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so it's a very very rare occasion. <laughs> Americans do make up quite a big bit of the brick farming, I guess, community. I assume, or just people in the West. Actually, what time is it in South Africa? Oh, I'm only one hour ahead. Uh, it's nine oh nine. Although depending on the year, because we don't have daylight savings here, it could be one hour, two hours ahead. Just right off the bat, uh, congratulations, guys, on uh, carrying third place in Brawl. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> Can I call you William? Absolutely, yeah. I was about to call you LOTW, and then I switched between Light on the Water Studios, and I was like, ah, it's just a bit, that's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was happy to see uh, you jumped up from 10th. Yeah, yeah. Was getting, you were getting a bit of a streak there, tenth place. We were aiming for at least ninth place, so uh, <laughs> exceed the expectations. Honestly, wouldn't have minded tenth. It is quite a nice number. I feel like I don't know. There's something about coming tenth in those contests. I feel like most people, for some reason, either look at the first, you know, the top three, maybe the fifth, and then the tenth. I don't know. I guess it's just something about being. You know, at the bottom. I don't know. I, I'm rambling, <laughs> but I do. Honestly, God, I swear, I um usually check out the the last one for a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I guess you want to work your way to the to the top. Yeah, and then I never get through the rest. That's usually. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah the, so, in other words, the best the best place positions are tenth and first. <laughs> yeah. Although this year, there's also fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of put a hole in that. <laughs> So I think I think it's like um, so for this year it's kind of like it's quite mad. I think it's like double the amount of, of uh, entries to last year, isn't it? Not quite. Last year was forty three. Oh, this right, year is yeah. sixty six. Yeah, that that is quite a big increase. No lie. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, you look at like the the top fifteen, uh, and even the ones didn't place. They are like top ten material generally, you know. Yeah, like in, a, in a different year, some of the ones that aren't even in the top 15 could have been top 10. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've, you you lot was mentioning that earlier before we started recording, this whole thing about, I guess, there's a lot of new people or like people you don't recognise. And I guess it was definitely an insurgence of, I guess, new faces, obviously with the increased number of participants. But I guess it's just nice, I guess, in many ways, because I think a lot of people also say the same people win every year. And maybe they do <laughs> because, you know, Quality is quality. They're obviously going to continue to put <laughs> yeah. out quality stuff if they enter. Um, but um, genuinely, there are a lot of new faces, a lot of great new talent um, that I was really, you know, and Real Force didn't even make top 15. I loved his entry and all that. But like, mm. that's also shocking to me, you know. This goes yeah. to show how many new people there are. Well, I suppose I'm, I don't know how much I'd want to get into like behind the scenes judging stuff or whatever, but I really liked Real Force's one as well. And I actually ranked it pretty high but then <laughs> it was pointed out to me it was like uh where's the team and then i looked at it again i was like oh yeah you're, you're right <laughs> mm, I, yeah i guess interpretation of the theme is important I, although i will say it is quite limiting it, it kind of fell easily 
for that reason. Mm. Mm. That is a bit sad. If people want to, if people want to replace entries with something else, it's it's kind of an, an easy argument to make. You know, like, well, that one basically doesn't have the theme at all, so it's out. Yeah, I think as well. It's kind of like for me, I never really think too much about the theme because I worry that if I think too much about the theme, that it will be too obvious. So in a lot <laughs> of ways, I kind of I. The theme is always a bit of a, an afterthought. I always have it kind of like uh, in consideration because of, obviously, but like I sometimes worry it, it's this balance. It's like this balancing act, you know, you're kind of trying to think I want the theme to be subtle, but I don't want the theme to be too subtle. You know, it's just, it's quite funny. really. Yeah. And actually, I think it just you mentioned like the idea that people might think oh, the same people win every year. And I just think it's it's funny. Like, I guess I can understand how people might think that. But at the same time, like the whole reason you do contests is, you know, you want some good brickfillings to get made. So yeah. Yeah. if people want to come along and make high quality stuff every time, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like no one's ever going to complain about Trick or Brick coming top three because it's Trick or Brick and <laughs> look at the stuff they make, you know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. These Bricks in Motion contests, obviously they had the reputation of going for many years, but even then, you know, they've dipped in and out of numbers. And I do think there's something about them, you know, just beyond the whole, um, it's a con, you know, I would say that the Summer Contest has pretty good prizes going for, I mean, Dragon Frame, Brick well, stuff, all that. Dragon Frame. You know, mm. that is great. But I don't think that people really enter these for the prizes. And I, and I, it is kind of that thing of like, it's the kind of contest that you just want to do and you don't really feel like you're wasting time on it, if, especially if you don't come first or like for a long time. Well, yeah, Because um, I do uh, think it can be quite demoralizing, <laughs> um, especially seeing who you're up against in a lot of these contests, you know. And there's something so satisfying about, you know, whether it's Stack or Ball, knowing that you, you, you can get a film out, put on your channel within a week or mm. a day or whatever it is. I love that. And too. having people yeah. know the context as well. Like, hey guys, I'll, this was meant to be made in a day. So, like, excuse <laughs> the really bad quality. <laughs> but no, it's funny though. Like, I think the other day someone was messaging me um, about, like, if you won, what um, what prize would you like to get? And I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about the prizes. I just don't really care. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't think about the yeah. prizes. Well, yeah, it's, it's always been said, you know, if, if, if ever there's somebody who's like a bit too into the idea of like oh why should i even bother i'm not gonna place you know it's always been said like that you're supposed to do these for fun and just for the being involved in a community event mm. Mm. so that, that's kind of the the atmosphere that's been fostered over a long time yeah i mean also it, it's atmosphere. the kind of it's also like being willing to just try something completely different to what you've done before because i feel like if you've done really well before um it's if there's the temptation to do pretty much the same thing again is you know it's big and that's going to be the biggest pushback to you if you if you just try and do like what you did before like there was a point <laughs> there was a point when i was trying to come up with an idea when i was planning to just do a sequel to the, um my broad 2018 entry and i thought this is actually a really crap idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean it's uh, it's also good not to just do it as uh, you know i think most people you know decide beforehand whether or not they're going to do one of these contests but if an idea really isn't coming to you at least for brawl it is kind of best to leave it be i think thack you can kind of get away with putting out maybe a less than good idea um because it isn't really much on you but like brawl is i feel this can be also be a lot more strenuous and 
it's yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's especially uh, if because it's over a longer period of time if you don't like the idea you're doing then it's not as you know you don't have as much motivation to mm. you know make it to the best possible quality yeah. I do still get a bit like I don't understand people who like be like oh I didn't have a good idea I don't know like I feel like you can kind of come up with something you know more or less but I guess you know whatever mm-hmm. even if it's just a little joke you know a little gag the cliche is like oh, the first idea you come up with is, is bad but sometimes it's literally just like taking that idea and just making it less and less bad as you go along <laughs> It's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, that's fa- that's something I found d- doing collaborations. So many collaborations, uh, especially for Brawl. Yeah, we have we not start done out... a single solo entry for Brawl. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> it's because, um, yeah, I just really like bouncing ideas off someone else. Uh, we should, If we come up with initially a bad, really bad idea, we can take something good from that and then, you know, mm. just have that b- back and forth conversation to shape an idea into something worth doing mm. but you know come to think of it i suppose we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves here <laughs> um, you know generally we start a bit earlier in these so i suppose we should ask like how did the two of you get into brick filming do you have a similar origin story oh, or, I forgot or quite different here. oh yeah i thought we just <laughs> had a like, general conversation well, I, I flip, I, beefy i'm well you started before me so i suppose that you can have your go uh, yeah, so uh, I first started brick filming back in, I think it was the end of 2011. Um, I was 10 years old, <laughs> uh, and at this point, uh, I didn't have a smartphone, I didn't have a computer of my own, so I hadn't really seen any brick films whatsoever at that point, because um, I didn't really have access to the internet. So, but um, I was a big fan of Ardman, Ardman Animations, and like Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep and that. And uh, I had a Nintendo 3DS at the time, uh, which I played on a lot. And they actually did an update to the camera app, uh, which mm-hmm. allowed you to make stop motion, stop motion animations on. So um, I wanted to like give stop motion a go. I thought it'd be a cool idea. Uh, didn't know how to m- make like <laughs> big Wars and Gromit esque uh, characters, but I had a load of Lego lying about. So. Uh, yeah, just start from there. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't forget the blue tag. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Pentanose, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. After doing like a year and a half of Lego animations, uh, I created a channel in 2013 with a friend of mine called uh, Blue Tap Bloke, which was uh, <laughs> a claymation esque thing with Blue Tack. This character called Blue Tap Bloke. Uh, <laughs> Ten episode series where he'd go on quite. James Bond inspired adventures. <laughs> and, <laughs> look, it's complete crap um, if you go back to it and watch it. Um, but I have such fond memories of doing that with my friends. So I didn't know you did that like amid your brick filming career. I thought that was like before. No, no, I actually had a channel before Blue Tap Bloke um, with some really, really bad animations. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what I want to name that one. Yeah, Blue Set Bloke still still stands up, holds up really well, man. I, I, I'm, you should be really proud of it. I'd say <laughs> landmark achievement in your career. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. I mean, you can't get as much as as you know as cringe as my first stuff. You know, I was starting out, so 
yeah. <laughs> well, I think everyone just hates what they did in the beginning. Of the, yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's like yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Everyone hates what they did at first, but to other people looking in, they're like, oh, it's just your first videos. You know, just leave them there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've actually uploaded. I've uploaded the very first two animations I did to my second channel, but yeah, and a lot of the my early stuff you can find on the internet if you do deep enough but um Fanta. <laughs> i'm sure one day uh, yeah don't say oh, Fanta, no. you scare me you know so much dude you're like <laughs> you're like the nardwar of the brick forming community <laughs> <laughs> so uh so how about you then james how what was your origin story oh uh, well you know i've always been a really creative guy you know always writing always drawing uh, I was very musically talented. I could play the violin at three years old. <laughs> um, no, but I, I actually, I, you know, I was always drawing and writing and interested in creative stuff for some reason. I, that It sounds really cliche saying that now because you always hear that kind of stuff in um, movies and whatnot, you know, people, child prodigy. It wasn't anything like that, but I've kind of just been on an upward, you know, streak of just upping my you know my creative outlets and stuff so like it was i started doing like writing and then i did live action stuff and then i did 2d animation and then i did stop motion um which of course you know it was crap as well you know i've been around the bush yeah but you know <laughs> kept going kept pushing and i it was um i remember the first one i saw the first stop motion i saw was lucky 28 the the cooking with wormtail that was just really man that was funny and I was like, yo, what is this? Because like, looking back on that now, it's like, that's not really the most impressive stop motion. I'm going to be honest. It is kind of like, I, I, it must have been like 5 FPS, incredible light flicker, all that kind of, I'm not trying, it was great at the time though. And then I saw Michael Hickox and I was like, oh, this, this guy's a legend. <laughs> and I found out what the concept of stop motion was then. Because to me, Lucky 28 was like, this guy's like a, you know, he's a genius. He's a wizard. Yeah, exactly. How is this man doing it? And I try to make my own with like camera. I was like, well, my hands are in it. I don't know how to get my hands out of it. You know, <laughs> I couldn't understand it. And then Michael Hickox explained to me, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't really get into it then. And then I saw Brotherhood Workshop and I was like, this man is a legend. This is peak. This is peak. You know, um, you kind of have to see someone who's a master at it, I think, to really get into it. I, I don't know. Um, you see like top notch stuff to really be like, that is inspiring. Well, I guess it is with most things, but um, yeah. and then yeah, Lord of the Rings was really what I based everything on. I, I don't know if that was because of Brotherhood Workshop or just Lord of the Rings itself, but that was where I started, and then I gradually went into other things. And I, I think I was on that streak for a while, and then I, I recreated. I did like a you know movie recreation of the Hobbit, the Battle of Five Armies, and I think I got all that Hobbit and Middle Earth stuff out of my system, and you know, but that yeah, that was me. Kind of seems like there was a whole like Lord of the Rings Hobbit brick filming scene for like a couple of years there. Yeah, no, I I was that was what I came into and that was what I was involved in. You know, all over Hangouts, that was where we were. And I, you know, I still have really fond connections and memories of the people who I met there. And it feels like a thousand years ago. It's really crazy. I mean, I, like the one guy, like Gabriel Clift, who actually it was like one of the first people who I came in contact with. It was so weird because he quit like back in 2013 or something, 2014. And then on Instagram the other day, he starts popping up in my feed again. The guy has got a beard and everything. Like, it's, I don't know. It's so weird seeing these people grow up, you know, it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it is surreal. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, it's really cute, actually. I don't know. I like it. This is the one place where I feel like I've, I've kind of been able to keep in contact yet still be somewhat distant with people. You know, even though I don't know anyone, it's been really weird seeing just how people have changed and evolved and grown out of things and then grown into things, you know, all that stuff. And sometimes you see them going into careers on, you know... Yeah, I'm sure you've seen that a lot. Proper films. Right, Pencil? I mean, I don't know, you've been around a while. I've, yeah. I've, I haven't heard of any brick filmers who have actually made it big, but then again, I wouldn't know because it kind of does become disconnected from there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the times it's like they're, they're not really active on, like, social media or whatever, so you don't really know what they're up to now, but, yeah, it's surprising just how many actually do go on to, you know, filmmaking. Well, I mean, one of the really interesting stories that came out very recently was about um, Zoot, like, his story. Um, I did see that video today, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You made it for his new channel. Yeah. You know, like, going from being a stop-motion animator, you know, a brick filmer just a few years ago to being this, like, working for an anime studio in Japan, like, it's amazing, really. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did see that actually. Yeah, that's yeah. He, really... he posted the whole story of how like it it stems from brick filming. And mm. I, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you forget like because because brick filmers have this kind of level of kind of privacy to their life. Uh, you forget like that they can have they could be having a hugely successful life and not necessarily be actively telling you about it. You know, true, <laughs> sometimes yeah. sometimes when you're like really deep in the community, it almost feels like you know. Mm, they haven't released a brick film in a while. I guess they're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Okay, but then Penta, do you know of anyone? Like, I was, I was also reminded of like Dylan Woodley. You know, when he came back now with Bimpson. Like, what, what a legendary return. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd prefer if he made a brick film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, Bimpson, like, pretty culturally relevant right now. What can I say? I accept it. I accept it. I'm very yeah. thankful for his contribution to our society right now. Um, I belong in the kind of like crowd of people who do not approve of Bibson. <laughs> <laughs> Why is not? This the great political debate of our times. Why? What's wrong with Bibson? I thought it was just funny, funny video. I just don't get it. Like, oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, well, it, it ended up on the YouTube trending page, didn't it, at one point? Actually? What the flip? Yeah. yeah, it did. Why did it get so famous? <laughs> it's just one of those stories of a when somebody posts something on Reddit and it just won the Reddit lottery. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> How many views it got? Jeez, that's mental. That is kind of sad as well, though. I don't know. Yeah, especially How many views it got? Overtaken half a milli. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, Nearly. That's more than Pokeball in two, right? Yeah, it's just overtaken Pokeball in one That as is well. pretty sad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, think, I, I, feel like, I feel like in the grand scheme of things like the way that it's the impact is had it feels like it's had like millions of views I, i'm actually kind of surprised it actually only has that much actually mm-hmm. yeah it is weird i don't know i might also i, get, like, I guess i br- feel like it's bigger than it is because i i see it on twitter or whatever yeah. from dylan himself i guess the brick film community when people talk about something more than once it feels bigger than it actually is <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is, I did yeah, like when true. Dylan posted the like obviously fake DMs with Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, <laughs> like Seth MacFarlane was trying to <laughs> scam him, and yeah. and like there were people in the replies who thought it was real. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure either. I was like, this totally wouldn't happen. But like, I, I fell for unless... it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I was like, I, I, it was geniusly done. Man's a man's a clever guy. 
I mean, I suppose it's it's easier to tell that it's, it's totally fake when you're familiar with like his sense of humor. Ah, okay, yeah, that is true as well. Yeah, well, Vimson but, in but general. To to get a bit back on topic, yeah, how, so how did the two of you uh, first encounter each other? Because so, we've done <laughs> a lot of you know collaborative events and films. This uh, is true. This yeah. oh, this is actually a funny story. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't you... know who wants to tell it though. I mean, I, I'm interested to hear your side of it. Well, like, I barely remember it. Well, like, what, what? I remember it quite clearly, actually. Okay, um, well, I can just say where I was before, uh, leading up to it, and I'll start with that, and then you can continue. <laughs> but, like, in in the middle of my, uh, I guess, phasing out of Middle Earth, and I think it was because, as well, because the Hobbit movies were coming to a close, and um, in general, the community was kind of dying down. I kind of made my transition into the overwhelming rising popularity of the superhero community. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kill me. Ah, cancer. I'm joking. I really don't look back fondly on that, though. I'm sorry. Um, but And then, of course, there was the MBU, which was really popular. Um, I remember that, yeah. A really interesting concept, I thought, as well. And, and really popular, like I said, and a lot of brick farmers wanted to be in it, in a part of it, but there was a kind of i guess quality gap or you know it was the kind of thing of like it was a bit closed off and i'm not saying that's a bad thing you can understand why because obviously they want to be in control of the quality and whatnot and i understand that now but back then it was like this is Um, (laughs) so there was this one guy who was in particular i guess kind of jealous or or well he wanted in but couldn't have it um and i remember him telling that to me um or something at some point and so he decided he would make a dc brick film universe because there wasn't one of those and then he got me on board and then added me into dm with um bp and that's where i first met him and then i'll, I'll let him continue on from there yeah so so i came into this dc brick film universe or whatever um i'd voiced done some voice acting for the guy organizing it he invited me in to do a film i said yes and we're like not yeah, gonna sure. name him Probably better. <laughs> I mean, he's changed his name now. He's not even really in the community anyway. Oh no, he's not Brick Room, and he's still in the Lego community, but yeah. not the Brick Room exclusively. And let's yeah. hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, pretty much, I think me and James were we were among the first people to join, right? If I remember. Uh, well, he just added us into a DM. I don't know who joined at what point. It was like eleven yeah. people, and he was just like, "Right, all of you doing this." And I guess it, the the main thing was that there wasn't much leadership and there wasn't much control or coherence. <laughs> and BP can add on to that. Yeah, this was in I think it's summer tw- the summer of twenty fifteen. Yeah, it and, was. Yeah, um, me and James helped create the Instagram page to promote it, and we were pretty much organising that instagram page ourselves and yeah let's just say the organizer wasn't doing a very good job at all yeah he um, kind of just like, wanted to make a universe to make a universe you know i guess when you're not included in something like the mbu you your main goal really in creating something like he did would be to rival it or like you know to, to create his own mbu rather than just to create it because he wants to do it so like that that shows through yeah mm. Yeah, it's just continuity was all the shop. He was just adding people left, right, center without establishing who was doing what. So uh, James and I got involved in the organizational side of it until we were t- uh, we were pretty much like 
do more organizational work than him right? yeah and james actually made the film for it um i never finished mine yeah, i've got quite a lot of views for me at the time <laughs> that was the first collaboration because i voice acted in that and i, I there was also a post-credit scene that was meant to tie into my film which i never finished was there and Jeez. yeah <laughs> yeah uh and pretty much yeah even though we were the two like doing the most of the organizational work within this universe uh the the guy who created it kept was still you know adding people and, and signing them films to do without you know informing us beforehand so uh <laughs> we we decided to quit yeah um, we said we had enough like we going. put our foot in we put our foot down and then we walked <laughs> out uh, we turned um, on him i guess maybe yeah yeah <laughs> we, yeah uh so we quit that and we've been involved in a few community projects and you know collaborations before brick from day even but yeah yeah that's well it was like you know the kind of thing of like for some reason i guess it was like i just saw vp as a very mature and and um you know someone who's not gonna like take a be lazy you know because i could clearly see that from like my first encounter with him that wasn't who he was um and so obviously there was that trust there you know crazy stuff and then it just went on and on and on i can't remember when i would have done anything with them again but i think it was the it was was it the lord of the rings thing and well surely not before before that oh we finished like, the challenge videos right wasn't it yeah even before that i helped judge a contest you held and i had a contest yeah and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um did the middle earth brick film page instagram page come oh, out oh that was also cute wasn't it yeah yeah <laughs> I really dragged you into that mess, didn't I? I've, that's the thing. I've dragged VP into every single project I've done. That's no joke. <laughs> every single thing. And he's always said yes. And now we're here. So It's surreal to think that that the, this partnership originated from some guy just being angry that he couldn't get into the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Got to be grateful for it, I guess. Yeah. So what's the, what's the story about this Instagram page? The Middle Earth Instagram page sounds funny. Oh, it's pretty much... Well, there were two, right? There's there one... Um, well, there's the Brick Room one uh, where we just promoted Middle Earth You're talking rooms. about my meme page? Yeah. <laughs> you I, you, how do you remember well. all this stuff? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah well, so it was a dying community, you know, and uh, I was very sad about that. So I was like, hey, we got to promote the Middle Earth stuff. We got to bring a revival to it. And there was also another page at the time, Brick Form Reporter, and um, that was like, that was kind of cool, you know, we we're going to report on the brick filming news and that felt like important. And uh, what felt more important to me and more, I guess, sensitive or like, personal to me was Middle Earth stuff, which was, of course, not really being covered or seen or anything. And there was really nobody making any. So yeah. it was a kind of a dead, dead end idea. But um, we did it anyway. And BP did help out, I think. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Actually... Um, sort of related to like the, the Instagram like communities. Do you guys uh, ever remember like I think it was like about like three years ago there was this trend of like making like um, brick film versions of Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and stuff on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Innocuous reviews. Yeah. I don't know. May... Well, nah, I don't remember <laughs> that, dude. I don't remember that. <laughs> we may or may not have accidentally kickstarted that trend. <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> 
See, that's the thing. We we've been everywhere, you know. Just kidding. On the, in the Instagram community side of things, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess the next big thing was the Middle Earth Brick Room event. Uh, what year was that? It was yeah. Twenty. Well, that was um because of the Middle Earth community thing. I think I was like, well, there's no stuff being put out, so I'm gonna make sure that people put things out. And then I did an event. Yeah. For Middle December Earth 2016. Films. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was 2016. A BP got involved with that as well, and um, and then that was the first thing we did. And then I did another project after that, which he also got involved in. And then after that, I was a bit. It was a bit bummed out. That was a bit of a dead end project. wasn't too happy with it. wasn't to last. And so we were like, hey, let's do more of the Middle Earth stuff. Um, and then that's so, basically when Brick from Day got born. Yeah. Guess you can add to because I also pulled him into that again. Yeah. So just to cal- clarify, this Middle Earth event is pretty much a precursor to like the smaller events we do on Brick from Day, where we do an event around a certain genre of Brick Room, and we just invite people to make a Brick Room of that genre, and then we, you know, promote it in the playlist and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the main precursor to Brick from Day, and uh, we did say after doing that event, we wanted to make it an annual thing. So then. It wasn't as successful as we hoped uh, because how many people did we have on board at the at the start of it? Oh, we had like, like 15, 20 people, and then by the time the actually event came around, there was only six. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, you decided to do it for all genres of brick films, right? Yeah. The following year. Yeah, that was great. That was great fun. <laughs> that was more successful as well. Um, so oh, does yeah. that lead into the first brick film day mm. yeah yes yes nice pretty bad name <laughs> yeah <laughs> everything's, everything's on the cuff on the go you know it wasn't like i was actually thinking about it um or the logo the logo was also done in like 20 minutes probably <laughs> 10 whatever could always change it actually i think brick, brick film day was probably way bigger than you like ever imagined it would be yeah probably yeah. I, I don't know you know it's you don't really think about that or like how big something is going to be it's kind of just like let's focus on this right now in the moment i mean obviously when we started doing it because it's crazy to think that we've done three as well um mm. but it's weird to think that like we went from 40 uh, about people it was 56 the first oh one. Sh- sorry <laughs> all right yeah all right bp clearly remembers stuff better than me <laughs> um you know to about i guess it would be how much more did we this- get because the, the second, second one was 100. Yeah, if you include, like, the Frit Film is Skilled uh, festival results, that's 100. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the first Brit Film Day was 56 Brit Films entered. Um, so it's pretty much the same. We applied the same model we did with the Middle Earth event and just made it much bigger. Any Brit Film goes, just upload at a certain time on this specific date, any Brit Film you like. Uh, we put we're putting in playlists. We promote it and just try and make a big day out of it. Fun. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's it's funny though because like, uh, in a in in a, in a large way, the podcast exists because of Brick Film Day. Um, I think I've told a story before, you know, a few times before about how you know because I, I did the timeline series for Brick Film Day, um, and that kind mm-hmm. of got me interested in making a podcast based on, you know, like old brick films and stuff um so so in a way um you could say that that guy not not getting into the uh marvel brick film <laughs> universe ended up creating the uh, what a brick yeah. podcast 
let's see how far we can take this. Because, you know, I, I'm also extremely grateful to Brick Film Day because I I made the first History of Brick Films video for Brick Film Day 2018. And, like, I can't quite remember if I was thinking about maybe making a history video. Yeah, I, th I think I, I did have the idea in mind to sort of take my work on the wiki and, you know, make a nice, more presentable video out of it. But I wasn't actively working on that. And then when you came along and asked if I wanted to make something for Brick Film Day 2018, and I was kind of thinking, like, eh, I don't want to make a brick film, that's too much effort, <laughs> but I could just make a quick history video, and then it would get in the playlist and it would get in front of the eyes of, you know, a lot of people who wouldn't generally see my stuff, so, like, I'd spread the, the history, you know, the knowledge. Yeah, I mean, that's a big reason why, you know, I enjoy, you know, doing Brick from Day events. It's just motivating people to make a brick film who, you know, including myself, uh, you know, encourage them to make a brick film without procrastinating and then, you know, hopefully get shown widely as, as wide as you can. Yeah, and, but specifically, I mean, like, it gave me the motivation to make a video about brick films yeah, that yeah. wasn't a brick film. And now, you know, I've been continuing the series and it's getting bigger. I guess that was the nice thing about it, because also I was kind of like, well... I, I don't know, it's a bit weird because I don't think a lot of people would, it, it, it kind of seemed like, why would someone want to do this, you know, at least to me, because <laughs> it, it wasn't the kind of thing like I was saying with like Brawl and Thack of like, you can make something in a certain time, and that's a lot of the fun of it. Um, but I think as well, just the whole thing about Brick Film Day being like, you can do whatever, how long, doesn't have to even be a Brick Film. And the incentive of being, you know, the incentive of, well, promote it you know like, well. no, nobody knows what that means but it sounds good <laughs> you know i because I, I will say that maybe our our the, the extent of our promotion is goes as far as like how popular our, our page is i guess as well um uh so it's definitely oh, gotten yeah. better over the years but uh yeah i think it's what it works like i feel like um it could so it, it, it the things like this so it could, could so very easily just be like Oh yeah, I'm gonna make this just because uh, you know I I I can be involved here. I'm not gonna bother watching anyone else type of thing. But it wasn't mm. that way. It, it felt like um like as soon as I uploaded my uh, I, I shared my um part, like loads of people went up to see that, and then people went to see the other things, and it 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 did seem as though people actually cared about the films that were actually being made, which was really nice. Mm. I, well, I think it's like as well if people start watching one and then there's more and then there's more to go on and on and on. I, I maybe there's something like overwhelming about like you know like the brawl playlist of like suddenly there's sixty of them for me to watch or something like that. I don't know. I'm spitballing here, <laughs> but because personally I've never really watched along just because I've always been promoting <laughs> in the moment. Um, but uh, I I don't know. Maybe it's just something of like being able to follow it as it comes. And goes along um as opposed to like it's all there at once and it doesn't feel like i think it's just the, the idea of like it feeling like an event and feeling like it's going on and i think the same way as like feeling like it's something communal like brawl and mm -hmm. back of like this is something that everyone else is getting in on right now so here's me also following <laughs> this yes yeah there's definitely a communal aspect to it like once you're involved you feel a lot more invested in actually checking out what the other people mm -hmm. have made mm. Because I know, like, I kind of, you know, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of 
new brick films to get made. You know, I, I might intend to, but I just don't get around mm. to it. But if I enter a brawler tech, then I'll always watch the full playlist. I just Seriously. feel more motivation to. I think it's what yeah. it's like. That is true. Yeah. Like the whole the whole idea that like you get like eyeballs on on your brick film that you wouldn't usually get is quite it's quite a funny feeling. I think, and uh, you know, you feel kind of you feel kind of like you want to make something that you feel proud of, you know, because it's, it's like a, the biggest advert to your channel. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's the end of the topic. It's, it's so yeah. funny how sometimes you can just reach an end somehow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I'd sort of uh, segue on to the next thing, actually, to um, talk about your recent book film, Social Cues. Oh, yeah, yeah. let's talk about <laughs> me. Because, um, yeah, just like absolutely brilliant. Like, uh, I feel like it's... Um, up there is like one of the best brick films of uh, 2020 so far. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, not much to go up against, but thank you still very much for the same. <laughs> I agree, yeah. It's one of the best I've seen this year so far. Thanks, Penta. You did comment that, and I actually, I felt that felt like a <laughs> lot coming from you, Noah, because I, I, even though you, you just said that you don't watch yeah, a lot I, of new I, stuff. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I just said that I'm not watching as much as I should be. <laughs> but even then, just that you have seen a lot of stuff in general, and you kind of have, I guess, a general sense of quality and stuff, because I obviously, I don't really watch a lot nowadays. Um, mm. But, you know, when when I was getting into it, I would watch endlessly amounts. So it's, it's always nice to know that, like, and it, you know, being compared to other people's work isn't always nice. But to know that it's something that I guess has seen be seen to have ro- risen up uh, comparatively in quality, that's that's always really nice, you know, to be able to be compared to your peers who also do such amazing work as well, and to say that it's just as good, if not better. Now I sound like I'm bragging. I don't like talking about <laughs> my work like this, but no, honestly, I'm very very grateful. Thank you. Yeah, I just feel like as well, it, it, you know, um, I heard people, you know, other people, I think like Chuka Brick commented. And- saying that it felt as though it was uh, like a, a recreation of an actual music video, the way it was shot and everything. Like, it, it felt that good. But then, you you know, he went over to check the actual video and it actually is an original video, you know? But yeah, it's just like, yeah, just like the photography, the lighting, the, the special effects work you put into it, like everything is just on, on such a, a high level. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'm slightly biased in that, I, I I am also a big fan of KG Elephant as well, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah no it's just like like on every level it's just a it's something that you can just keep rewatching and just like see new things about it you know. That's really great to hear. I have no idea what you're talking about because when I watch it, <laughs> I don't feel anything. Um, I just see the shots. Oh, that's the difference. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being like weird and rude and like funny, haha. But like genuinely, thank you. I keep doing this in my head. thank you. Yeah, um, I I would I would say actually, and that's one thing of why I'm so drawn to music videos as well. I enjoy working on them if the song I like is what I, you know I like it. I'm gonna be completely honest. I do not like Social Cues the song. It wasn't one of, even one of my favorites when I heard the record. It was just something that had like a really strong idea attached mm-hmm. to it. Um, and it was just like, well, that's gonna that's gonna be a cool music video if I do that. So like, might as well. Um, but I will say that I find people generally tend to like these and music videos in this case, and I guess most things in general, they tend to like it more if it there's something attached to it that is um, more identifiable and more recognizable. Like you can attribute that to like IP Brit films, and you can attribute it to anything. Like a lot of people have like a rough time getting into something original. They always need that like 
you know that pre-existing thing that they know they like to get them into it and I even with my other music video I did like a commissioned work and I was asking people because I also did Joji so dancing the dark recreating Lego and personally I think the commission work I did which came after I thought that was better technically in terms of many improvements but a lot of people everyone everyone even told me they said yes your commission work is better but I prefer Joji <laughs> so I think that is that kind of thing of like people like what they you know those preconceived things that they like which just adds to it for them but I, I kind of approached it from like the opposite perspective because I'd never listened to Cage the Elephant before so I just watched it it's just a brick film basically and you know I was really impressed by how the video like well yeah it, how it, it had this concept going through it and it it really, you know, worked with the song, but of course it didn't fall into the, the brick film trap of just showing exactly what the words are saying. <laughs> I, I, I just think it's, yeah. I think yeah. it's well, like, because I watched your behind the scenes video where you talked a little bit about, like, you know, the the, the process, like pre-production and stuff. And um, you actually put in a decent amount of, like, research into, like, mental illness and, like, music, like musicians and mental illness and stuff, which um, is, it, it's the kind of, like, effort that I don't, think i've seen like brick films do very very often so that was really cool to hear well thank it wasn't that extensive yeah. <laughs> um, i i just kind of glossed over it because i wanted to look cool um, <laughs> um it was the kind of thing of like i read a few articles over a couple of days and and i think more than anything it's just kind of being interested in, in the topic if you're not interested in the topic and you don't want to learn about it yourself you know i feel like you kind of have to fall in love with the, with what you're kind of wanting to represent because um, at least for me, when I'm making something like a music video or something with like a general theme or something, if it isn't like a personal experience which I'm putting on there, then it's probably going to then be something that I need to research. And if I need to research it, I need to be interested mm. in it because otherwise it's just not going to pop or not going to be interesting. It's going to be the most surface level thing. And I will say that with this music video, it was the most surface level thing. I was very much approaching the kind of stuff that you would see in... in you know, something like Bohemian Rhapsody, by the numbers biopic, what happens to rock stars, you know, the classic rock star tragedy. Um, that's really what I was doing. But I guess that is why, more than anything, that's why I was researching to find stuff like that. Hmm. I think as well, it's like, there's only a certain level of this kind of like sort of topic that you can really kind of portray in in the music, in a music video without, you know, without like the dialogue or whatever. And uh, I think you did as much as you could with like the material i think yeah i think you told it really well like in in, in that respect mm -hmm. what i think well another thing impressive about it is uh, it's told really well but it's it also feels like a music video you know with the the quick cutting and the camera's moving a lot you know it doesn't it doesn't just feel like a brick film telling a story and it's just set to music you know with no sound design or anything it feels like both a music video and a narrative based film I'm really glad to hear that. I did not know that. It felt like that. I'm really glad. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, I can't really explain it myself, but for me, I have, I mainly, you know, I envision the music video in my mind for months and months and months um, before I do it. Um, and I've, I've had some music videos in my head from as far back as July 2017. <laughs> and I'm still Ooh. trying to get made. <laughs> so it really is that thing of like, I, I visualize it to farthest extent I can before actually making it which I think also helps because when I'm making like a, an original film with a script it's very much like I'm just gonna I'm gonna figure what everything out in the moment in the frame I rarely storyboard but 
with the music video, I think it's important to kind of, you know, because you, you have to stick to a certain time and you also want it to feel like, you know, just listening to the rhythm of the music. Because, like, if you're not doing that, what's the point of making a music video? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I think as well, like, yeah. um, I yeah. mentioned, uh, I commented, like, a couple weeks ago about the... Uh, the, the whip pans that you use, um, where you, you have like a... <laughs> I didn't know what those yeah. were! I, the funny thing is that I didn't actually know what they were myself until I looked it up, because I actually used a couple in my in my blog entry, um, and I, I kind of knew them from before, because they used a lot in like comedies and stuff, and I was like, I want to do something like that, <sighs> a cool transition, you know? Um, and I didn't know what it, I didn't know the actual technical term, so I looked it up, and I found out it was called a whip pan, and, you know, it's used a lot in like Edgar Wright films, and that kind of thing. Um, and then I was re-watching Social Cues, because, I mean, I loved it that much, and you know, I wanted to re-watch it. And, Yay! <laughs> and, I, and as I was re-watching it, I was like, damn, that's, that's, that's a whip pan. <laughs> and, then it, and then I saw it again, I was like, oh, wait, and there's another one. And I was like, this, this is actually, like, the perfect example of a whip, ca- a whip pan in brick films. You know, it's like, I don't really see that often, and uh, you did it, you, you really did that really well, I think. Thank you. I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. the, the first one was planned because of the, the line, I don't have the strength to play nice. Like he says it like nice. And I'm like, that's good. That's quick. That's quick, man. It's got to go quick. The camera's got to like go over quick. Yeah. And then the second one was an improvisation because I accidentally, I miscalculated the amount of shots and time I had to do that scene. Um, so I needed to move things along quicker. So I just did that. Um, and I gotta say, it's pretty helpful for making the camera go fast. Not gonna lie, it goes from there to there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love doing quick camera movements rather than slow camera movements. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it's mean, much easier to make yes. a slow camera movement look all shaky and bad. That is also true, yeah. It's much more... Just anything in Brit from anything small and minuscule is horrible. That's why I can't understand people who do 24 FPS, because that just <laughs> seems like the whole deal. Yeah, a thing that really stood out about your video to me was the scene transitions, including the sweat pants and everything. Just the the way it all, all the scenes flew together, you know, as a coherent, coherent piece. I'm very happy to hear this. That that um that one shot of like the the I don't know what you call it, but like when when it went around him and then transitioned to the other thing. That took me like four days. And that's like the longest, you know, like I, I rarely had that to where I, I'm working on something for so long. But it, it feels it feels really rewarding, you know, to. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say. On it. It's just it's strange how rewarding it can be yet painful. You know, I kind of this is like a really weird kind of thing to say, but it's like it's sort of like the ultimate compliment that I didn't think about that, that that part of the video. You know how if you see something being done and it seems difficult and you're like, oh yeah, I, I bet that that was hard to do. I bet it took them a long, long time or whatever. But when I was watching the video, I was just watching it. Like I was just engrossed in, you know, this just is watching epic. it. So it's like you, you put in all that time and I didn't notice it, but that's the highest compliment, if that makes sense. It does. Thank yeah. you so much. That is actually really nice. Yeah, I think as well with like visual effects, that kind of thing of like, if someone doesn't notice a visual effect, you've done your job well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Rather than yeah. like just all that. Oh yeah, it's like it's the they say, thing. isn't it? Like good editing is the editing you don't notice. Well, mm-hmm. If you can, if you can pull that off with the amount of special effects that work you did, then clearly you're doing something right. And you know, I think that's like the thing with uh, 
and not to kind of like point a finger at any like particular brick film or anything, but uh, I feel like there's a lot of brick films even today where they use a lot of special effects, and I just kind of feel like this is just so jarring, and you know, it just really takes you out of it because you just you notice all of this stuff that's just been added in. But like, if you could, if you could, if you're able to kind of like add all these effects and you know it just blends in, then clearly you're you've done something right, you know. <laughs> I do think the community learnt a lot from the likes of Final Feature. Ah, <coughs> oh, shot there. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with that lad. Oh, very familiar. <laughs> he's, a, he's a professional VFX artist now. Uh, I'm pretty sure. All the more well, power to him. It yeah, but that, like that's actually terrible. great to hear. To be honest. Yeah, it just it did not complement his brick forms whatsoever. You know, poor guy. Oh, are you talking about um, the Jurassic World brick film? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> See, he knows it. William knows it. Let's just say some of the face animation <laughs> doesn't look too too great. Yeah, Snapchat filter moment. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh-oh. Like, when, when they came out, those the, that one and the Doctor Who one as well, um, it was like when I was like new to the community and I, I just saw that and for some reason I thought it was good. And I and uh, I, I, there's like these really cringy like Uh-oh. comments of me going like, "Wow, this is amazing! I've never seen this sort of style of animation done before." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I do think that it's you know there's certain quality about it that you know in amateur terms, it's really good, <laughs> but it's also like what what the hell is going on? This is like a yeah. crime against humanity. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of got to the point where the VFX was. Rather than complimenting the stop motion animation, it was sort of overshadowing <laughs> it to a very yeah. large degree. So yeah. it does make sense he chose to go into the VFX rather than yeah, you know. yeah. To 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 make it positive, I guess to kind of put a positive swing on it, he did actually upload a, uh, a like an animated video which was not brick film related, um, like in like twenty seventeen. Oh, I remember this. And it was now, actually yeah. quite good. Like it, you know. Yeah, he, his most recent upload was actually surprisingly yeah. great. A CG animation. But yeah, I guess um, another thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, have you guys seen um, Sanjira's new brick film? Yep. Mm, yes. <laughs> I know James really loves this one. I really no, genuinely, I loved it. I I never. Here's here's like how you can tell that I love something like a brick film. If I send it to my my in real life friends, I don't even send my in real life friends my stuff. You know. <laughs> But I, I, I've done it very rare times. I think I sent them a Panzer Hat video, and I think I've sent them an Edbound video. And then, of course, I had to send them this. It was like, it was amazing. It was next level stuff, man. Had he actually managed to release it to Brawl, there's like no doubt that it would have been. <laughs> if it you know... didn't win, yo, I would have like raged, man. <laughs> like, I don't. I, yo, yo. I mean, yeah, you would be, you would be <laughs> in the top three, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be against that at all. This is a masterpiece. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm like a fanboy with this. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes you see something, you're like, I'd be happy to lose to that. Yeah, yeah. No, no hard feelings. This is. It's honestly amazing. Yeah, he, he, I know he went over the deadline, but even within eight days, it's you know mind-boggling how good it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess I just I, even then, like, not even just like. You know, as it is, like the the voice acting and and the story, 
and all of that like I, I, I can't tell you and just like the, the inherent ideas like I rarely like even with anything like comedy I never like laugh out loud or like actually like make noises you know mm. not really like I guess I'll chuckle like ha 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 but like this was like I was freaking out you know when it got to the to, towards the end I was it was insane to me like it was such a such a shock value thing and, and that's just looking at you know it's inherent like stuff like the story and everything not even just the technical achievements which are also incredible um, yeah I've never seen anything like the multiplane use in a brick film <laughs> it's insane I love how he makes use of different layers as well it looks like at least I assume yeah it kind of um yeah. I can see why it's done well on new grounds because it has a very 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 like new grounds appeal to it <laughs> like I feel like you don't have to be you don't have to like brick films to like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, I think that might also be the appeal of why I thought that, I guess... Because it kind of does ascend the, the, the medium, I guess. Because I will say that there is kind of a... There's a stigma attached and or like just a general kind of expectation with a lot of, I guess, brick films and Lego stop motions. But this, by all means, exceeds it. I don't know. It's I, It doesn't feel... It kind of feels like it's it's its own thing completely. Like he's invented something new. I don't know how to explain it, even though it's still Lego stop motion. Well, yeah, the whole animation style is you know completely different from your you know average brick film. That's mm. so, and it just complements the uh, you know the story and the comedy so well. We stand, we stand so hard. <laughs> and I think it's a it's a good thing that he uh, started it for brawl at least because. The, you know the way people always say that like limitations can make your film better you have to come up with good ideas so like he had to try to keep the film so that it wouldn't get disqualified from brawl you know he had to come mm. up with inventive ideas to portray certain things and uh, I think it made the film a lot better yeah mm. uh, yeah I'm still not I'm not entirely sure of how the theme of preservation comes into it maybe you guys could help me out on that I'm a little I'm a little lost yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that the like husband wants to preserve his marriage. Um, it starts out with him trying to find his dog, so I guess he's trying to preserve his his, his ownership <laughs> of the dog. <laughs> yeah, Pico. <laughs> I love the voice acting so much. It's yeah, like, the voice acting is amazing. And also, I guess, just to get back to Brawl as well, I, I don't even know why I said that. Get back to Brawl? What, what are we talking about, Brawl? <laughs> um, the, the, there's a lot of really great voice acting in this year's Brawl, and I think especially in a Tukabrick's entry, I like I was laughing out loud at some of the line delivery. It was really great. Mm. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the um, voice acting t- uh, has, was totally good this year, I think. So. Mm. I was actually surprised uh, there was... A- kind of a decent number of entries that had a lot of talking i felt like yeah going through the playlists at some points was kind of like oh they're still talking <laughs> you know this is where Which we are... came out on top bp <laughs> well um i don't want to spend another ball just animating one guy sat in a chair talking like i did last <laughs> year so. yeah actually i just thought of something i did want to ask I wonder if you could flesh out some of the backstory behind Josiah versus Tasty. Instagram stuff has always been a blind spot to me, but but I found out about that and I've enjoyed some of the the memes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, 
yeah, Tasty Cupcake Productions made this video. Uh, tasty versus Josiah versus Tasty. <laughs> Josiah being another Brit filmer. Uh, it's just the Sig Figs fighting, if I remember correctly. And it just became a meme for various reasons <laughs> within the Instagram yeah. sub-community. Um, first of all, like, how long is the video? Uh, it was, it was originally second. like two and a half minutes. I think now it's like 40 seconds. I don't know if you can yeah. explain that story. Yeah, so <laughs> it only contained about 40 seconds of animation, except the credits went on for like another one to two minutes just it was like two minutes of credits (laughs) classic yeah Yeah. it wasn't anything to credit either it was so weird (laughs) except he got called out for that in the comments so he decided to trim that out on youtube editor but yeah yeah and of course you've got the infamous die line (laughs) yeah well i think it was with tasty in general you kind of have to know the context of who he was in that he was always hyping up stuff and putting out or saying he was going to do something and then he always cancelled always and he was always hyping up his stuff and um he was just really focused on making animation look good or i don't know you know he never actually finished anything as time went on he became more and more of a meme and um that's the story of that you know and i think that that kind of film is like the one thing that everyone kind of remembers who he was by it's the last thing we have because he really didn't really release anything and a lot of the stuff he did release he ended up deleting yeah so. I'm, I'm one of those things where you had to you know you had to be there bro you don't yeah. understand <laughs> is there like a, become like an in joke of sorts <laughs> yeah. where is the original video why is it so hard to find oh prologue it's the prologue because of course he was going to make one he did so many iterations. I love if I can recommend once you watch that um, when you do. I really recommend Jonathan Theater's video. It just completely sums up. Like it probably won't be funny to you, but it really sums up like the 2016-2017 like community on Instagram. And it's I don't know. And it, in general, it's a really good film. I find it kind of funny how a lot of this stuff kind of repeats itself because like. The fact that this the Jonathan Theaters video starts with a like Star Wars crawl summing up this totally <laughs> random minor like drama or meme, and and I've got this video from like early two thousand and three that is the same thing. It's like Star Wars crawl summing up some controversy on the Brick Films forums. <laughs> at the time. That is quite funny. Yeah. yeah, every every community runs its course of I guess I don't know whatever, whatever Shane, <laughs> R.I.P. I will say that, like, a, I've kind of distanced myself from all communities, and it's I, I people always talk about it, though that there's such a there really is kind of a segregation in terms of communities. There's like sub communities. There's no general brick filming community that is like integrated or one where you can find everyone. And I feel like everyone's kind of competing to do that. Yeah, you know, I think that Bricks in Motion is definitely the closest there is in terms of a website. Um, but even then, there's all these other things that kind of try to get that spot which then segregates it and just divides everyone um and i i don't know it's it's really sad i think but i don't know maybe that's just how it'll be and i i think it's also good and healthy in some ways maybe even then because like you were saying there are a lot of toxic people and it's better to exclude them from where you want to vibe i i also Mm -hmm. think Uh, there is a sort of charm to 
certain kind of like memes uh belonging to a certain like community like a certain like part of the community um like you know you've got your kind of like uh just which is just yeah just, just self esteem yeah. like that thing which only really, really makes sense to like the instagram community but like i think we have fixed emotion has anne frank and Briggs. yeah like we have things which like make no sense to everybody else and also like yeah we don't know what you're talking about yeah also like i guess <laughs> no, there's the whole um uh, um citizen of the year again it's sort of something that with the power in the bin that keeps growing. yeah is that related <laughs> yeah. I I need to watch Citizen of the Year after this. Like I've never seen it, and I I don't know if that's like a crime against humanity. Oh, I keep saying that. If it's a crime to have not seen that, I shouldn't say crime it against is. humanity. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Well, crime against the Brit from the community rather. <laughs> <laughs> but when did you start actually? Not to not to get all into interviewer on interviewee or whatever, but uh, early to mid oh seven. Oh, you're not that old. <laughs> I'm joking. No. <laughs> I think the the fact that you know so much and and so far back in the community and just you know it feels like you have been around forever just with your <laughs> endless amount of knowledge and in, in, in everything. Not that I mean that as an insult, um, yeah. but you know your age does elude people. I do kind of think as well. Like for for me, I kind of feel like I'm I'm forever gonna feel like young in within the community, like in the opposite way, like. Even though, like, five years isn't nothing, but it still feels like, in the grand scheme of things, it feels like, you know, it does feel like not, nothing. <laughs> but I think everyone feels that when they first join. Yeah. Like, you know, when I first joined Rickums.com, you know, I, I felt like I was super young compared to people like Nathan Wells and Mindgame. How old are they? And now I'm kind of like... Are they, like, much older than you? Well, I mean, they've been around longer. They're making really good films already. I see. You know? Yeah, okay. But But now I feel like... I'm like have come to be viewed as like a contemporary in terms of like being around that long, you know. Even though when I joined, I felt like they'd already been around and accomplished loads. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's interesting. I think I guess a lot of people's reputations um, also depends on on view count and and how that doesn't really make up a good brick film, but it certainly defines a brick filmer in terms of just how many how you know how much exposure they have in, in at least in the community. Yeah. Because I think. Most people, you know, everyone knows Forrest, even though he's not that necessarily involved. It doesn't really feel like a lot of people know Sean Willits. Um, hmm. I, I don't know if you guys know him as a filmy guy. I don't know if, if that's like, <laughs> of course. okay. I mean, I'm not saying that if you know that name, I, I just wonder if that's how you better identify or remember him or whatever. Not to say he's not around. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, Mind Game is, is definitely one out of the you know the people who are still kind of involved in the community that everyone kind of knows across all communities of, of brick filming yeah all the sub communities i mean so it's, yeah, it's he's interesting he's always been around and always been visible mm. and it's great to see that he's still involved i mean i swear wasn't he talking in like the brawl results as well wasn't he there yeah in, in the call yeah it's great it's so nice yeah no, and he was like voiced in you know quite a few as well Oh yeah, true. Oh, he voiced in yours, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's the main, yeah. he's the main character in that. Yeah. No, it kind of feel, it does generally feel like in in the brick filming kind of context, in like sort of context, it's almost like having some sort of Hollywood star, you know. <laughs> That's how I sort of look at it, you know. It's, it's like a huge, it's a huge thing to have. Like Sat Macias is in my film, you know. <laughs> Big selling point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say as well though, not to then make a 
put this in a negative light, but it's really weird growing up and remaining in the community to where a lot of the people who I viewed as like giants, like Mind Game, like Forrest, like Michael Hickox, and just all the, I guess, the, the big dogs, if you could put it like that. Now that I've grown up, they're just regular people. But like it was an insane thing to me. Like they felt like celebrities, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now it just kind of feels like, well, that's that's an accomplished brick form, I guess, if if you could look at it like that. It's just weird how like my outlooks change, and I get it's a bit sad. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's I I would imagine that it would be nice. Um, and maybe some people, some younger people, still think that if they are still as relevant. I don't know. I don't know who's 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 who in the zoo nowadays, even. I think it's, I mean, I still think of them as being kind of like big deals, you know, but like, it's kind of funny. At the same time, I kind of think of them as like really good friends as well. You know, just like, Mm. it's, I always find it, it, I always find it kind of funny, like these people that I really admire. And it's like, you know, just chatting to them every day on on Discord. It's just, it's, uh, it's quite surreal. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I literally, well, in some senses, I grew up watching mind games, brick films, you know. It was a big inspiration for me when I first getting into brick filming, you know, and you know I recently collaborated with him, <laughs> which was a bit, Did bit you? surreal. And what did you collaborate with him on? Star the Star Wars. He did that. Big, uh yeah, he contributed. To... <laughs> he only did one shot, but you know, oh, it counts. <laughs> yeah, you kind of lose track of all the people involved in that. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there were a lot. <laughs> Actually, we should talk about the Star Wars collab. Yeah, that's something BP can talk about. Um, I have no nothing to add to that. I was not involved. Um, very impressive. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess the genesis of that came back in 2018. We did something very similar for the Marvel films. And I always had the idea of redoing it, but for Star Wars in the back of my head for a couple of years. Uh, just waiting for episode nine to come out, really. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess it's... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm just What's wrong, now. VP? <laughs> it just—I tr- don't know. I'm lost for words. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, well, um, it was really good. Yes. I don't know if that's all you're gonna say. It was really good, VP. Great stuff. Thank I'm you. Proud of you. Yeah. Wow, this thing has half a million views. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. This yeah. has got like Bimson um, level yeah. views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite surreal when you know Mark Hamill and you know Ryan Johnson shared it on Twitter. And uh, oh, nice. yeah, also just seeing the great response when we put it up. Uh, you know, I think we got 169 viewers concurrently during the premiere, live premiere, which is quite a lot in terms of brick room numbers, I guess. It's just a fun communal event, you know, just we had loads of people in our Discord server watching it along with us. And, you know, especially since uh, we've been working on it for like six months, you know. <laughs> So it's nice that it had a great reception. It, it's it's surreal how many community projects have come out just this year alone. Yeah, of course, you had um, quarantine days as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that we've... There's been a big rising in the last, like, couple of years. Um, people have kind of been aware that they they can, like, succeed and not, like, fall flat on their face. <laughs> you know, it can happen once the blue moon, you know? And uh, just like just more of them have come on, and I think it's it's really nice to see um, with like stuff like Brick Film Day, and just such a big you know such a large scale. Um, it's been one of the real positive things about this uh, lockdown period. Um, 
It's like a, I can look back at this now and actually think quite positively. Like I've had actually, I've enjoyed quarantine most of it, <laughs> most things because, you know, yeah. stuff has been going on. Obviously, like lockdowns are really oh, bad yeah, thing no, in general. No but I will say it. It was it was helpful with the Star Wars project. You know, uh, people who initially couldn't work on it said he had a lot more free time on the hands. So, you know, offered to help. And I think like the n- numbers of people on board like doubled within the last two months of the project. And actually, I don't know if you'd have anything to say really because this, this might just come down to like personality in general but i wonder if you'd have any like in, insight to offer or any advice as to how to sort of see a a large project that involves many people through to completion uh, <laughs> well um i learned a lot of stuff on the marvel attempt at this big retrospective video um I guess something like the Star Wars project is quite easy to collaborate on since, you know, it's clearly broken down into separate sections. Plus it's a recreation, so there's less directorial notes in terms of what needs to be achieved in every scene. And also a big thing motivating people, you know, to meet their deadlines was, I found was releasing trailers for the event that really brought more animators on board in terms of their interest in participating. Also, you know, it's nice seeing your your work alongside everyone else's, even in like a small minute mm. video. That really motivated inclusion, uh, exclusivity. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, how many people are actually involved in it overall? Like, because I I kind of imagine that you probably had a few people for each film, like as in like each like part of the you know yeah like, I... you're doing the nine films. I mean, yeah, I've lost count of how many people were on board altogether. Um, it was... was oh, 34 was it? animators. Yeah. I'm just looking up now. But we started pretty much as one animator per film. Um, with the exception of Last Jedi, which was a collaboration between Dudrick and Chuba from the start. And also, we were struggling to find people for to do The Force Awakens and... Rise of Skywalker. So, well, the Rise of Skywalker is always intended to be like a big collaboration where we all contributed a few shots towards it. Um, but yeah, The Force Awakens, <laughs> I just struggled to find someone to do it. So, just ended up, I don't know how many, like 12 brick filmers just each did little shots, just depending on what like minifigures and, you know, <laughs> Star Wars sets they had. So. <laughs> So was this this was already in production before Rise of Skywalker came out, wasn't it? Yes. Well, the initial idea was going to come out. Um, so, uh, what did you think? <laughs> was there any was there any effect on the uh, brick film project? Definitely has it had an effect on the reception. You look in the comments; everyone's just dissing the sequels, bro. I, I loved it until the sequels came on. Uh, the sequel recreation better than the actual movie. Well, the original idea of the project was with the Marvel project we ended it with a teaser trailer for infinity war and we were kind of going to do the same with this video we were going to release it as the rise of skywalker came out and you know with just like a minute teaser for the rise of skywalker except we thought there'd been a few delays and we just wanted to make it really polished and people looking back on it after rise of skywalker comes out um it would just feel incomplete you know, if we didn't include the film in its full length, if that makes sense. It sure does, BP. 
<laughs> one more thing before we start talking about the raw entries. Uh, what's next? What any other projects on the cards? <laughs> well, um, actually, this week we're starting our contest uh, and our Boom. annual animation contest, which is focused purely on animation. You know, pretty much just a series of animation challenges and tests. As you know, Panther, you're a judge. But um, other than that, the next project of that, hope hopefully it's going to be another finish the story brick film, um, which we actually started months ago, but it kind of got pushed back as more events took priority. Very sad. Um, yes, half of it's animated. We just haven't touched it in a while for various reasons. But yeah, it's That's looking as... to be banging. Well. <laughs> Yeah, William, you actually animated part of that. Oh, what? Yeah, the the Halloween oh, cool. special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how long ago it was when we started, but <laughs> it, it'll get done at some point. I'm actually really pleased with the like my, my part. Like, I think I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's just coming. I promise, but um, <laughs> it's just been pushed back by more events that took priority that we've announced a certain deadline for, which we put all the focus on, but. You know, that's that. Yeah, that makes sense. though, I mean, totally. I mean, like, I think, I think if you, I think the fact that you kind of went past the your Halloween sort of period kind of like takes away the motivation to kind of like finish it because it's like it's been and gone. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, coming up again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really sad. That's what we're hoping for. Um, a Halloween release. You know, another aspect is it is kind of wraps up all the stories in one in some senses. And, you know, Halloween marks two years since the first one, so I think that, you know, that's what we're aiming for. Release it into the Bricks and Martian Summer Contest. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> that actually would yeah, be a really good split idea. that prize ten ways. Because that would mean... No, <laughs> don't! <laughs> I'm really scared. Of, I think it would have a really good chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I suppose you could always pass the prize. Actually, no, yeah. That would actually be really. Yeah, you probably though. just you probably just select to pass I, I, I on mean, the prize if you, you actually can, want. Yeah, you I, can, I don't think you, you can should give take me the, um, the dragon frame if you want. I mean, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I still I still use the old software that I used when I was fourteen. <laughs> well, then you should get working on the summer contest entry. <laughs> yeah, dude, get working on the summer just contest. I'm pray that everyone who ranks above you already has dragon frame. Yeah, I I, I want to do it for brick stuff. I have an idea, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is Brick from I'm working on at the moment, which fits the theme perfectly. The only trouble is, it's the story lasts twenty seconds. It's very much just that. Though, I suppose I could do a Tasty Cupcake Productions and just extend <laughs> the credits out to a minute to meet the qualifications. But yeah, Penta silently judging you as a judge. <laughs> I'm actually serious though. Like, if you wanted to finish the finish the story for the. Probably be allowed. I think it would be pretty epic, BP. You know, I've considered doing it. Ambitious task (laughs) to do that in the next month and a half. I mean, how much is there left to do? Like, is there a substantial amount? Um. Wow. Part of the reason why we pause production. People to. Yeah. You know, it Mm. really is up to you. Part of the reason why we paused production was um, we I wanted to go back and re-edit and reshoot some stuff. Just make it a little bit more coherent towards the start. That's and also... ruining the fun, VP. <laughs> 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 Only slightly, slight tweaks, but um, yeah, I, I do like where where the story is headed now. Um, 
the last segment uh, was done by Jonathan Theatres, and I'm really excited about you know where that takes the story. But Shame yeah, <laughs> you've been saying that for like the last year almost. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It, <laughs> I'm really excited there. to see where it goes. <laughs> where is it going, BP? <laughs> I don't. You meant to do the next segment. I can do it you... right now. You want me to do it? I'll <laughs> do it. I'll do it. Hey, don't come at me, uh, bro. I'll muck you up. <laughs> Yeah. So what we are now experiencing is a behind-the-scenes story. I'll finish the story. Yeah, <laughs> funny. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, make a, an entry to the contest that's called Finish the Finish the Story. <laughs> the, the true horror story behind Finish the Story. <laughs> you know, I've, also, I've considered doing a Finish the Story film for Brawl and just having yeah, you should one do person that. do it a day. You should do that, BP. <laughs> do it. Do Maybe it. next do year, it. you know, yeah. Yeah, I think it's time that we move over to talking about the brawl entries. Yeah. Hello, uh, this is William from the future. Um, before we continue on to the top 10 of brawl, I want to give a brief shout out to Willow Tree Chasing, Infinity Prime Studios, Pinar Kalito and Joko for placing within the top 15. You all did a brilliant job with your entries as well. We're only doing the top 10 in the podcast just because of, you know, for time purposes. But um, I do want to still uh, congratulate you for um, the work that uh, you guys did as well. So by the time that this uh, podcast is released, um, I hope to have uh, commented on all your videos as well. And for everyone else listening to the podcast, I do really recommend you check those films out as well. Uh, The link uh, will be in the description. And without further ado, let's head over to the top 10. The 10th place entry is The Last Old Adventure by... Crested Screamer Studios. We stand. <laughs> this one was kind of interesting because, like, the first time I watched it, I was, to be honest, kind of bored. But then it turns out that was like kind of the point. Yeah. And when I watched it again, I liked it more. It, it made sense. You see, it's supposed to be bad, not. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know no, we were yeah. ragging on the. No, no, don't worry. I, I, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually really like this one. Um, I quite like the narration kind of story uh of it and i i think he has quite a cool voice as well the, the narrator sounds a bit like jeff goldblum <laughs> yeah he does have a really nice voice i love listening to him that does actually add to the experience him yeah yeah and another thing i really liked was you know it's quite got quite a touching message towards the end which you know like you said punter is like a bit you don't know where it's going except the end and wraps it up nicely and you know gives greater context to the rest of it yeah i was i was surprised by how it put the the earlier parts in the different context yeah mm. i do like the lighting the lighting it is good yeah. i mean it's pretty simple but i think it works you know oh and of course got to give props for uh, multiple sets for brawl mm. yeah that's always a really impressive thing i also um towards the, the middle section of the film i really love the silhouettes like you've got that kind of yellowish background and they're completely silhouettes um it's just really nice like cinematography colors and everything um there's a really kind of warm sort of soft feel yeah especially towards you know it increases as the film goes on which is also interesting Mm. silhouettes like become way more extreme you know hey what's happening here why can i see everything in the beginning now all i can see is the outlines i'm i'm going off the deep end in conversation here (laughs) don't listen to me Oh, let's talk. Let's, let's move on to the next film. <laughs> yeah, so we got the perfect pancake by Gentle Knight Animations. 
Um, and but you know, like right off the bat, it's like so is the anim the, the the animation, production values, and everything. It's really kind of yeah. It's just really good. Like everything is so um, slick, you know, and yeah, and really well polished. Like for and and this is you know type of thing. Like this is the standard now. Like brawl entries, you know. Like it's well, not actually the standard, but you know, this is like what we've come to expect from like the higher quality entries, and it's just, um, yeah, it's just so such a high quality, you know. Yeah, this film very much feels as though it executes the simple concept, but to really high level quality. You know, I think the character dynamic between you know the two housemates is really well written, and I think <laughs> classic brick forming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think the animation style really complements like the tone and story as well. You know? mm. The dialogue is like particularly well animated. You know, if you if you look at it muted, which I'm thinking yeah, right now because same. they're talking, I'm like, hey, they're moving around a lot. Why are they moving around? And then I I put on some sound, like, oh, they're moving around because they're moving to the sounds of how they talk, and it actually looks really good. And I didn't notice that when I was watching it because, like we were saying earlier, when something's well done, you don't notice it. At least that's me right now. <laughs> I, stuff. One of the things I really like, one of the small details, is when he's sniffing the pancakes, like that animation is really good. Uh, I think it's like one middle point of the film. And I just like little details like that. Um, I do kind of feel though, like by the time that he would have got to eat the pancakes, they'd be really gross. They wouldn't be the best pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a, a small nitpick, I'd say. <laughs> so, yeah, should we head over to number eight? Yes. Okay. Plastic by Joshua Nelson. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm really glad to see this place high because I, I uh, actually really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, just, like, it's so kind of, like, colourful. And I feel like it's the... Um, but Joshua Nelson has a specific style. Uh, you can kind of tell straight away when you're watching a Joshua Nelson film, you know. And... I feel like he's really grown a lot over the last couple of years. And I think, like, the animation I actually really like as well. And yeah, just the colours. Like, it's such a colourful film. Um, and, I mean, you know, the, the, the song, it was it goes really well with the song as well. Yeah. And Josh, Joshua Nelson always does stuff that's uh, very conceptually strong with the story. And But this is another one I had to watch twice, because the first time I watched it, I was like, I really enjoyed that. But did I really enjoy it just because I really <laughs> liked the song? <laughs> Because, you know, who doesn't love Plastic Love? But then I watched it again and I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's stuff going on in the film mm. as well. Mm. Very, very cute as well. Just inherently the the use of the Plastic Love song. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's obvious, but like, hey, that's cute. I like it. Yeah, and I, I love the integration of like Lego as a concept into like the story concept. as a structure with, you know, mm. them swapping body parts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will say it's a huge vibe. It is really like I'm I'm all for it. I'm here and I'm having a great time, especially with the music. I will, yeah, the songs for music videos are great tone setters and and letting you know how to really structure something like this. And I think he does execute mm. it very well. It's much, much yeah. fun. Yeah, I feel like it has a lot of re rewatch value. Uh, this, I've, I mean, I've watched it a few times yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Um, should we head over to number, number seven? seven? Yeah. <laughs> Joe McJonathan has an opinion. I'm a big fan yeah. of this one. Spudson. Yeah, um, very clever, like, it's conceptual, very serious kind of brick film. I like anything like this where it has, like, it's, you know, actu actually in water. Uh, I think that's always really cool. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really good story. 
Yeah, I, I really like like the use of uh, surreal esque imagery. You know, Tinkerfei is in the thoughts, and I like the metaphor of him sinking. And like you said, the water animation is done really well. Um, if I if I were to say one thing though, <laughs> I I struggled understanding the narration at some points. You know, just because of the audio levels. But you know, other than that, I I really enjoyed mm. this one. The imagery was definitely one of the strongest things about it. I can't lie. I really uh, just even though that we see that shot of of the figure in the water so often, I I just love it. Like every single time it's it's on screen. And I know there are alterations to it, you know, every time, but it's so good. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. What's that? What's it? Uh, his cinematography as well in, in uh, Spudson, and I just I love his style. It's very much focused on. I guess concept and and um, and visual elements, his colors as well. They always his films really pop. Yeah, I must say I've seen this frame now and it's like you know sinking. Got like the purple background. And he's wearing like red and uh, like, there's just so much like color, isn't there? Like to it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I there's think actually he... a lot of colorful brick films actually in this well actually. I think I think he does really well in this film compared to like. Uh, some of the other colourful entries, he really makes the colours pop more, um, you know, and stand out. Mm, yeah, like, his last few, like, they, they do seem a little... Like, here, they're very vibrant, and it works pretty well. I don't know, it feels very... Yeah, yeah just here, but... I don't know if that's what <laughs> yeah. I, if, how I would describe it, but especially the narration. Like I also really like the writing. I didn't get a lot of it, but the writing, it seems smart, and I liked it, how it <laughs> sounded. Yeah. I really liked that that opening shot he does. It I I swear that it was something he took that from that one Thack entry. I I can't remember what it. I don't know if it was a Thack entry. It's a brick. He took it from a brick. From I swear. Um, yeah, there was actually. I think it was. That. Oh, is it the? Um, I feel like it could have been World Twenty Nineteen. There was like one of the ones that got to like. I'm sure it was like fourth or third place or something. It was very short. It was like the... forty five seconds or something. Was it yeah. the one where he falls into the trash bin? Yeah, that 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 one. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but yeah. I think I know. I can look for it. Oh, uh, yeah, garbage. garbage. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. See, we all know stuff. I know this because of break from highlights. Break from there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, PP. Yeah, you are right. I'm. I'm just comparing that now to the shot in garbage, and yeah, I'd be surprised if he wasn't at least. Uh, unconsciously inspired by yeah, this. That did come to mind when I first saw it. So. Should I head up to Yeah, place? now you can move on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Preservation um, by Smithy of Films. Um, and I, I remember like I saw thumbnails of this when he was animating it on Discord and um, I was really like pumped to see it. It looks like really good. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't disappoint. Um, it's really, really great set design and yeah, again, like visuals and and everything is really Strong, cool. It, I think it's strongest in its visuals, without a doubt. There's some really nice lighting yeah, but shot composition as well. It's a fantastic use of the screen as the background rather than green mm. screen. Mm, it, yeah, it feels very organic and natural. Yeah. And it casts the actual light from the yes. pictures onto the set. Which is wonderful. So that, that that's something that yeah, a lot, everyone should keep it in mind. Oh, wow, he actually uses a screen, like a computer screen. Oh. Yeah, the backgrounds are pictures on the screen nice. in, in the frame. I actually yeah. might start doing that, because I hate doing green screen. Like, I just I just can't do it. <laughs> I just, 
Like it's one of those kind of things. Like it seems much like, easier. Like as more well. and more over the years, I've become I've I've relied more on practical effects. And a lot of people like think, oh, that's really good and everything. Mostly, it's just because I just can't for the life of me be bothered to learn, <laughs> like <laughs> this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's actually a really cool technique, and it it works really well. Like there's no like, you know, you kind of get this like impression that if you use a computer screen, that it you would, I don't know you would be able to tell like they'd be like flickering or something or. But no, it, it it works really well. I had actually no idea. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, I used that t- technique briefly in the Styles collaboration. I was surprised at how well it worked. and I, I, I didn't even know that this was really used here. But I mean, it makes sense. It looks really clean and polished. And from a story perspective as well, I just like the way you blended, you know, ancient and futuristic technologies, mm. you know. Yeah, and I feel like that was yeah. a good use of the team as well. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, number number five. I think we should let you take that one away. Really. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a Duke TV by this guy called uh, I think it's Lotworth Studios. I don't I know how you pronounce it. that. Uh, Lord Lord of the Wings, <laughs> yeah. I believe. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, Luke TV. Uh, I was just really kind of determined that I was going to do something uh, kind of completely different to what I'd done before, like especially in terms of like role. Um, because I'd done these kind of like silence, you know, kind of brick films like Orchestral Palette last year. And I was kind of thinking, yeah, I'm going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to do like a comedy that's sort of, you know, dialogue heavy and that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was just, uh, yeah, I just want to do something completely different. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's funny. Like the first, like, uh, I gotta be honest, like when I started, like, uh, coming up with the idea, I didn't feel hugely that inspired, but then I kind of like, I, I really did feel like it was going to be the worst, like, my worst ball entry that I've done. And but the more I kind of, like, started writing the script and I got, like, the voice actors and everything, I was like, actually, this is turning out to be, like, the best uh, ball entry I've ever done. And, uh, yeah, I was just, like, uh, I was actually really happy with, like, the dialogue, you know, like, I feel like it, it is generally quite funny. Um, the, the comedy was definitely inspired by, like, early seasons of The Simpsons. I feel like it does have that kind of vibe. I don't know as much as I actually say about this. I, I I feel like I'm generally really happy with it. And I feel like um, I, I was able to kind of blend different uh, kind of genres and start like, you know, kind of like styles. Um, I wanted to do something that was pretty much like a cartoon. Um, so the, the animation is, is, far, is way more exaggerated than like other films I've done. Um, I'd like pretty much like the entire film... Um, the characters are moving. Um, there isn't really a point where they stop very often, uh, and that was definitely the style I was trying to go for. Um, and yeah, like like uh, other films, like you know the sort of uh, like the pancake one, I was trying to kind of have that kind of like you know expressive character animation what, uh, when they talk and that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you you mentioned on Discord during Brawl that every scene was like a different genre, and when I saw that, I was kind of thinking, well, that sounds interesting, but is it going to be cohesive or is it going to be like a gimmick or what? But then, you know, as soon as I saw that it was a TV based, yeah. it's like, oh, it, it, that works. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So yeah, props for that. Yeah, this this was one of my favorite entries this year. Um, largely, oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not just saying that just because I'm on your podcast, by the way. I genuinely did. <laughs> I, I think it's a brilliant concept. Uh, you know, some really nice animation and camera work, and also 
I think it's really elevated as well by the voice actor voice actors. You've got a really yeah, great absolutely. cast there. This this is a very good cast. <laughs> yeah, I was I was genuinely like really really happy with like the cast. <laughs> yeah, I really liked Chihuahua's voice acting. Thought it fit really well. It's funny. Yeah, I just I just think it's kind of funny. Like he's pretty much the only person in the entire room who sort of like has any common sense. <laughs> and you've got like the, you know a pirate and some giant some geo next to him. I just thought that was just <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like um, yeah the the whole like genre thing. I feel like it was kind of a an afterthought like i didn't really think of think of that when i was making it but then as i was like working on it i was thinking actually yeah every every scene pretty much it's a different genre you know <laughs> um it's a good way of getting multiple settings in there yeah really makes it feel large yeah yeah i, I think especially especially really enjoyed working on the um the interrogation scenes um which was like you know film noir inspired i feel like that was the style i managed to do the best um and uh, I just felt like I felt really, like genuinely really happy with the cinematography and lighting and that. Um, but yeah, I think it was like with um, when I was coming up with the idea. It, it originally I was at this like right, there's like you know writer's block sort of moment. And usually when I have this sort of block and I'm trying to do like a role or something, I'll either listen to like some music to try and inspire me, or I would like watch other brick films. And I came across Writer's Block, um, which is a 2008 brick film. Um, I don't know, I can't remember who actually made it. Do you know the one, Penta? Yeah, it's by uh, some brickfilms.com members called Quiggy Bow and Fractal Man, who would have been really well known back then, but not so much anymore. Yeah. It's actually from 2007. And from that, I kind of <laughs> thought of this idea of like, like, you know, you have this writer who kind of never finishes the story. And all these characters sort of like exist in this sort of like alternate universe, and there's like these ramifications of like never finishing a story, and that kind of I sort of thought it would be funnier if I turned it into like a TV network where you've got someone who's just sort of like cancelling TV shows, uh, and that's kind of where the kind of story kind of developed really. <laughs> oh well, I, it was a very interesting premise when that was finally explained. I was like, hey, yeah. that's that's funny, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. One of the things that I want to just mention, and it's funny because no one actually has mentioned it, but um, this is my first ever like dialogue uh, brick film without any mouth animation, and that's simply just because I like ran out of time. Um, I think it was like I also picked like some of the worst faces for trying to do mouth animation, like that smirk, like the style that of of mouth animation that I do, it just wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked, and. I was trying to animate it, um, and it was like six hours before the deadline, and I, I realised it was taking me like two hours to do like six seconds worth of animation, and I was just like, no, there's no way I can do it. But I deliberately animated the figures in a cartoonish way, and I don't feel like the the mouth animation not being there, like it don't, I don't think it loses anything from that. Yeah, actually, I, I didn't think of that. Yeah, all. I was just gonna say, like, you don't really notice that because you know, like you said, they're animating them cartoonish way; they're always moving. So you know, don't forget. Yeah, even if you, I think, like, when you, if you do mouth animation, because I know that uh, you do as well, um, you should always try and animate the figures as if you weren't actually going to do mouth animation, because you don't want to rely too much on the mouth animation being like the thing that is moving. If that makes sense. So I know that some people do that, but 
I generally try and animate it as if I'm not doing that. And luckily, in this sort of situation, it meant that it kind of doesn't, you don't actually notice it's missing. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, should we head over to number four? Yeah, it's time to talk about number four. <laughs> yeah, so The Lost Idol by Jobor1777. My man, Jobor! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. kind of had a funny rivalry with him, you know, yeah. during Paul. We'd yeah. check in with each other on Discord and stuff throughout the contest. I, yeah, I was more like, to- I was talking and communicating with him more than my own teammates. Ha ha ha! Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, I, he was like that, but he was probably the, one of the, the people who I've been on the call longest with. Like, I was on a call with him for like the last 24 hours, all in all. It was really <laughs> weird. That's why we love Brawl, though, right? Ooh, it's crazy stuff that happens during Brawl. Never, never any time else. <laughs> That's true. You get these mm-hmm. memorable moments. Yeah. yeah. But to talk about the film, it is a very nice film. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly heavily inspired by Indiana mm. Jones, and, you know. <laughs> really? <as> a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as a fun pastiche of Indiana Jones, I think it, uh, you know, succeeds in most of pretty much everything it sets out to achieve um i really mm. like you know the torchlight um i think he used brick stuff light to get that look illuminate that flame thought that was a nice touch uh i will say though some of the animation perhaps could have felt a bit more weighty uh during the fight scenes and stuff i'm not sure if that's just me personal precedence but no i agree yeah some of the like the impact could have been harder yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't just notice that now. Yeah, you kind of got, you kind of feel, yeah, you don't feel that weight. A bit um, floaty, how I'd, I'd put it. Yeah. But obviously, a great film overall. Yeah, like, it, it's it's uh, really, like, I really, again, I, I feel like, do you feel like that this, this year, like, the lighting for a lot of these entries is, is actually really good? For sure. I feel like in previous years, I don't think I noticed that as much, but I feel, I feel like people are putting more effort into. Not only like the cinematography and stuff, but also like lighting. It's been a trend over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I especially notice it like when you go into like the cave scene. Um, that was just really nicely lit. I know it's not Johnny Thunder, but like Johnny Thunder was kind of like a almost like a, an unofficial <laughs> theme of this of this contest. <laughs> like there were so many. Yeah. Um, uh... Like these adventure type <laughs> brick films. Well, I really like in this how the, the character with the Johnny Thunder face has the absolutely gigantic <laughs> hat. It just looks so ridiculous. And the, the Johnny Thunder face is so smug looking. I love how usually in Rick films he's like bumbling but thinks he's great. You know, he's not actually much of a good adventurer at all. <laughs> yeah, really nice. yeah, I, I love how simple it was. It was another really simple idea, idea executed to a T. Really, really nice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the uh, best of these kind of like Indiana Jones esque kind of brick films that we've seen for quite a while, I think. Mm. But yeah, so shall we head over to Degradation? Oh, yeah. Third place. You don't sound excited to talk about. Oh, third place. No, no, no. no. So, um, yeah, the concept came about. um, Jared uh, of Brick from HQ and I. We're brainstorming and uh, we kept coming yeah. back to this idea of a guy dedicating his life to protecting some sort of artifact. But um, we felt that was a bit generic and, you know, it'd been done before and we thought other entries might 
do something very similar. So um, we decided to put a spin on it and try and make the artifact almost like a couch in its own right and try and present, you know, put a more experimental. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean put an to, artsy <laughs> twist on it. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but I mean uh, we tried to put a bit more of an experimental twist on it and focus more on like atmosphere and mood, and yeah, try and present you know themes in a more allegorical sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I I had just come off the back of social cues. Literally, I had finished it and re- released it a few hours before the brawl announcement or the theme announcement so i was in no no place to give ideas or anything <laughs> but uh and then i had school as well so for the most part i didn't really contribute anything other than my own parts and understanding i guess the overall theme and symbols and whatnot and, and then i put that forth in the cinematography and you know the you know the shots and everything in my bit but yeah for the most part it was i don't know i mean bp and yeah Jared. i think there was actually five of you, isn't there, animating? No, it's oh, not animating, but like involved in the uh, like film altogether. Four. Yeah. Yeah. So. So me and Brit from HQ uh, wrote it together. Uh, okay, at least came up with the story together. Then uh, James and John from Future Past Productions helped with the animation. Then mm. you know, James uh, contributed towards the editing of this segment. Yeah. I always do feel like people judge brawl entries that have a lot of people in them just inherently like I I feel like it's a subconscious thing even as a judge I don't know like to to you know say like well this entry had far more people than the than you know this one and you know and I know that like it's like a you can have as many people as you want contributing to it and it won't affect how you get judged but even then I always feel quite um <laughs> weird about it and it's and it's never like a thing of like i don't you know we don't do it to get an edge because more often than not it's like i want to enter but i don't have enough time because my parts were all done in 48 hours <laughs> yeah pretty I mean, much or, or for collaborations uh at least one of us weren't able to animate for the whole week only for a couple of days so you know it's not like <laughs> we've got four people constantly working on it start to finish <laughs> no yeah uh, i do want to at some point do a solo entry J- just not not because i'm sick of bp i love him <laughs> oh my god it's just it i i haven't had that experience yet and i've entered four times which is strange to say but yeah definitely um you know in judging it would be considered you, you're not supposed to like Consider how many people worked on something, mm. you know. It's just just the films you're presenting. Yeah. I don't no, think I it makes it any that. easier. Like, you know, having no. a group of if, people. If, like if anything, um, four people in this project was even more work because, you know, constant communication, you know. Yeah. To try and maintain enough. continuity and, you know, make the film seem coherent. Um, especially since, you know, James and John weren't really there when we came up with the concept and story. So having to explain that to them as best as we could uh also very sleep deprived and not in the mood to do anything <laughs> yeah. i really like how there's a, a bit of a vertigo zoom near the start you don't really see those in oh films. yeah really well done that is definitely my i think my favorite shot out of your part vp oh thank you yeah mm. um you can tell yeah. that you were very focused on the atmosphere in pres- in presentation and all that i gotta say it was really mwah, mwah, you know more than anything because i think a lot of people do approach 
um, everything in a kind of sense of like, well, how can I make this shot look nice, but also doing as little work as possible just to convey what I need to do. <laughs> but there was definitely like another layer to your shots that, I don't know, it's really set them apart from the rest of the video. Yeah, I mean, I did spend a lot of time, you know, trying to <laughs> fiddling around, trying to perfect the lighting shot composition for each of my shots, which is why I didn't end up animating that much, especially compared to Jared. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tragedy. Well done. I I feel like Lord of the Rings was like an influence on this. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, the, I mean, when they were explaining the concept to me, I was just like, see me in the One Ring, you know. <laughs> That's kind well, of what it feels like. Yeah, we did kind of realize the similarities. It, it was I wouldn't say it was a like a direct inspiration when we were coming up with it, except afterwards, you know, that become a source of reference, you know, to try and explain the idea of this artifact that you know has its own life and it's all about trying to preserve itself and influence in the minds of others we love lord of the rings <laughs> it's great uh, i mean i don't have anything else to say on it really I mean, it's a bit weird talking about your own film isn't it you know like how yeah. much are you meant to say on it let's let's yeah. rather let's let's move on and talk about other people's <laughs> stuff but you know personally if i can say a last little word this is probably me, my least favorite ball entry, um, even as a as the process of working on it. Also, just because it was super unenjoyable um, mentally and physically um, for me, but um, also just as a whole, I don't know. Uh, but even then, I've I've certainly come to appreciate it. I think you have to kind of separate yourself from what you wanted it to be and and what it then is and. And yeah, I, I, I mean, the more I've rewatched it and the more time I've had away from it, I've certainly come to appreciate it more. And it's weird how that kind of stuff happens. I mean, yeah, obviously you're pretty sleep deprived coming off the back of social cues. Uh, and also, yeah, we did have to cut a few corners. It didn't really turn out how we wanted it to. So sad. Many so senses. sad. So, <laughs> yeah, none of us, I don't think, really liked it when it, we first finished. But yeah, looking back at it, I, I did really appreciate what we managed to do on that week <laughs> yeah yeah hey it's pretty good, pretty good can't wait for that for a fine cut bp yeah yeah <laughs> hey let's go let's talk about the top two let's go let's go let's go i'm so excited yeah so we got uh yeah night guard by triple brick yes my uh, man so yeah, we just very much very easily could be an entry to the summer contest uh <laughs> Mm, yeah, but this is uh, true. I mean, just as always with Trick or Brick, you know, just like you, you're always, you're always going to get like top three material, uh, especially from, from you know during Brawl, uh, and yeah, I feel like it's quite unusual for him to have like such a dialogue-heavy film. I don't think he's done one of these for like a couple of years, um, and yeah, just brilliant work, just just as, just as usual, you know. Yeah, Mans is such a great writer. He must write more. I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> it no, it was a really, it was a genuinely super funny and and I and it just well thought out script. I really loved it. Yeah, and obviously it's pretty much got everything we've come to expect from a Chukabeu film at this point. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like there's not a whole lot to say because it's like, <laughs> yep, another fantastic film. Yeah. Chukabeu, yeah, yeah. great concept. Oh, One of the things I really like about it is. There's the shot when, you know, it's, I think it's one like 30 when she closes the door and then the transition goes from like the hatch when mm, the robber's yes. coming. Like that kind of thing. It's just like, 
it's so it's so sort of smooth, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we do love, yeah. we do love the really great and, stuff. And how subtle you've got the camera movement towards the end of that shot as well. Something else I've really come to appreciate in his films is the sound design. They're really unmatched compared to like most other brick films, and I'm and I also love how he he credits every single sound he uses. Yeah, I like I just love that. It's insane. I I would not have that much patience. It does make me feel bad because I just don't do that myself. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i suppose you could look at it well i always use the ones that are like you know marked on free sound as free to use without credit i, see, I don't i don't i don't pay attention to that <laughs> i don't even read that stuff maybe i should maybe i shouldn't say this <laughs> i think it's only it's only a real issue if you kind of uh you know you're being paid and stuff like that yeah, probably true, that is true that's why i do music videos it is <laughs> i am safe <laughs> It can be so hard to find the right sounds, like footprints, like yeah. footsteps are so hard to find that are good. If you can actually find a way to make it yourself and, you know, make it fit your animation exactly. Yeah, I actually way. found that I, I animated some footstep um, sound effects for Outline Episode 5, and I've reused them because they're the best sound effects that I could find, because they're just my own. Because <laughs> I, like, mm-hmm. so I made loads of different types. I did, like, hard sole shoes on cement like a cement surface and then carpet surface and like running and that kind of stuff you know yeah that's definitely something i want to try in the future you know recording my own sound effects but 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 yeah i i will say it's also nice to see a horror brick room i don't feel like we don't really see a lot of those um obviously it's got comedic aspects you know the horror genre in general is very it's often mistreated i find um, yeah it's in, too in terms of the it's... people who make them it's very easy to fall into cliches very easily when it comes to that genre. Should we head over to um, the first place entry? Yeah, let's do that. Do, yeah, that, scrap. do that. Do that. Yes, this is Scrap by uh, 2x4 Productions. Um, and who is, by the way, the brother, I believe, of uh, Joshua Nelson. Oh, really? That's interesting. That's really cool. I love that it was in 480p. I don't know why. It was a. a... <laughs> Initially, that's like the first thing I noticed about it, and I loved it. Hmm. I think it's one of those kind of situations where, like, um, because a lot of it is so kind of like bright, you don't notice the low quality. I don't know. Well, the one thing I found about it that really popped up to me was it felt very timely. It reminded me a lot of the of the brief films I watched when I was first getting into everything, and you know, in the medium. And especially with the music, I don't know why. Like the music put me back onto like some Stedman Studio. I can't remember. The, is that I think that's the name of their channel. Yeah, Stedman. You Studios. know, and put me back onto that kind of stuff, and I was like, "Hey, this is great!" And just the the, the 480p quality as well. <laughs> it was really great. I loved it, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive, and just in terms of you know, the scale of the film, you know, animation with what looks to be like quite a fragile figure, mm. and obviously having to make these massive sets compared to you know what what you would have to do with minifigure yeah that's the thing that just really impressed that just really impresses me so much it's just the the scale of it all like i can't imagine having to, to make something like that especially for like well yeah and you know i think that sometimes people joke that like if you want to get in the top 10 of a contest make a non-minifig brick film and there there might be a nugget of truth in that but i it's more like people who are going to make a, a non-minifig thing, like if they're already at that level, because it's, you know, it's pretty difficult, then it's more likely that they're going to also have good sets and, you know, 
uh, stylish visuals and good use of colors in this film. Uh, like you've got the the white like space ship looking parts at the start and the the gray and black of the pile of junk. You know, it's it's all very stylish, uh, cohesive. And of course, there's original music that always yeah. helps. It definitely has a kind of uh, mid two thousands feel to it. Yeah, like Robota. Mm. Yeah, like it definitely Robota, and um, I think it's like the yeah the look and style of it all. And I think that's the the, the just the, the sheer amount of like stuff in the you know in like the the dump. <laughs> it's like quite mad. I will say one thing that did kind of turn me off at least when when watching it was. The, the choice, I guess, to... I guess the, the, the colour of the minifigure against the dump backdrop, it really started to become hard to see what was going on a lot of the time. Yeah, um, I, and I it, although it, it looked visually pretty, in terms of actually following the story and the action, I was a bit lost at times. So I was like, what? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. blind. Oh, sorry. that Oh, ableism. Oh, God. Um, it was especially just a bit hard. The, yeah, especially as the same black, same black yeah. as the background. But... Um, yeah, I think it looked that... great in the beginning. There is some like repetitive animation as well, like uh, when yeah. when he has like the grappling hook, uh, and it's kind of like going up. You can see it kind of being like the same couple of like frames of animation, like repeated. Yeah, yeah, you can see that in certain points, you know. But I was really impressed by at, at this scale how much of it there was, because you know when I was watching this in the playlist and I couldn't see the progress bar or anything, you know, like by the time it was like two minutes in, I was thinking, man, that was pretty cool, and then. It kept going for another two minutes. <laughs> some some of the tracking shots, and I think there's a first person shot early on that mm. looks really great, with him mm, yes, picking up yes. the pieces and putting them into the box. That was really well done. I think it's like the the sheer like the amount of work um, that you it kind of you kind of imagine it to be a, a shorter brick film, but it keeps going. Like I think like Penta was saying, like there's just so much to it. Um, and wow, this did. De- I envy the amount of tile pieces he has. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need some tile pieces. Yeah, I love the concept of the character like using his intelligence and you know engineering to escape escape the peril rather than you know just purely resorting to like a massive fight towards the end. I thought that was. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it all came cute. together as a whole very well as a whole film. I mean. Mm. You know, some people might think, well, it, it doesn't have the smoothest animation. Why did it win? <laughs> but it's great as a complete film. Yeah, well, that's what I love. It It definitely seems like, a, I guess, an underdog in many ways in terms of first glance, um, to most people at least. And I think that's what I love about, I guess, these contests and all that. It, it, it uh, I don't know, the, the Bricks in Motion judges, um, compared to most contests I've found, it's not all about animation, you know. Which is what I really deeply appreciate because it definitely leaves up a lot up to the creator and making a great film in general. Yeah, I, I I know I'm always looking for how I feel about something as a, a film as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't really know who was gonna win. Um, honestly, and um, yeah, I I feel like it's um, I'm really happy to see this one win. Actually, in some ways, you kind of okay. it's almost something that people don't. Maybe won't expect, maybe, you know, some people probably wouldn't expect to win, but um, I mean that in a good way. Like, I think it's, I think it's really good that it won. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that seems like probably a good note to end it on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Congratulations. I agree, Penta. Yes, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Well, yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us, guys. No, thanks for having yeah. us. Thank you so much, <laughs> William. I love you. You're really great. Cool host. And thanks, Penta, because I assume you are the co-host. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I think, we, I think we should all get some sleep now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Sp- especially James. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no rest for me. Jeez. Actually, yeah, no, maybe I'll go to bed early tonight. Let's, let's aim for 2 a.m. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Not really, that would be the earliest I've gone to bed in a long time. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for having me.